Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Seating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today I have a really special episode for you because my colleague and fellow coach Renee came on the podcast to teach us how to end the war with food and our bodies. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I don't usually bring on interview guests, but I am really inspired by Renee, so I reached out to her and asked her to teach us more about how to feel confident in our bodies. I think I'm still growing in this area, and Renee is really inspirational when it comes to body confidence and not obsessing over food and body image and everything that she teaches. So. I'm going to link her contact info if you want to connect with her, if you want to thank her, if you want to hire her in the show notes below. Also, if you really struggle with dating anxiety and it's so bad that it interferes with not only your dating life, but every other area of your life, check out the link in the show notes for my coaching program called The Solution to Dating Anxiety. All right, without further ado, here is Renee. Renee, thank you so much for being here on the Women's Dating and Confidence podcast. I was so excited to have you on because I love seeing your Facebook posts, which are mainly pictures of pizza with inspirational (laughs) messages about loving yourself. So I wanted to spread a little bit of that with the Women's Dating and Confidence podcast audience. And so you help women end the war with food and their bodies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear a little bit more about your story with ending the war with food and your body. How long was that journey for you? What did that look like for you? And why do you help people do that now? Yes. Oh, man. Amber, I'm so excited to talk to you about this stuff. And uh, gosh, I could just go on for days and days about this. So my kind of my own kind of war with food started around age 14, which I think is a pretty common time for a lot of girls. You know, that's kind of like peak eating disorder time. You know, it's like your your hormones are off, you're getting a little bit of weight, but yeah. So for me, it started around 14 and, you know, it just started very sneakily. It started, I've always been somewhat active. Um, And, you know, I was in soccer and I just kind of started paying a little bit more attention to my body at that time. And I remember I did go on a diet. I can't, I was actually just thinking about this the other day in the shower, what the first diet that I went on was, and it was either Atkins or like the cabbage soup diet. I don't know. It was horrible, Mm -hmm. but it was with my mom. And, um, so I started going on that and uh, like, of course, as everyone's first diet goes, it's, it was perfect. It was like, Oh my God, I lost weight. Not that I had like a ton of weight to lose at by any stretch, like four pounds was a ton, you know, that it looked like a bunch on me at, at, at age 14. Um, so I started doing that. I started dieting a little bit and I was in soccer. I've always played sports and I just kind of started getting feedback from that. Like, Oh, you've, you've lost so much weight. You're looking so good. How do you have so much willpower around all this food? It's amazing. And I was like, Oh, what? Like, it just like something kind of flipped in my brain, I guess, you know, I just, I was, I was thriving off of that attention and that feedback. And I was like, Oh, well, if I manipulate my food, my body changes. And then I get really positive feedback and people look up to me. So let's do more of this. Mm -hmm. And so 
I did. And I kept doing it. And, you know, in the beginning, it was very easy. Like I said, like most diets are, they're really super easy to adhere to and it's easy to be successful. And then as time went on, I started binging in the evening because I was literally starving. Like, uh, you know, after a couple years, people like the, the compliments were no longer coming in. It was more, is, are you okay? Like, you know, people talking to my mom, is she okay? She runs all the time. She never eats. And it really just, I had no control anymore, but I also didn't see it as a problem. It was like getting high almost every time I didn't eat, you know, when I would go to bed with that hunger pain, uh, and working out. And it, it was just like, my hit of whatever, you know, that I needed. And it felt so good. And I didn't care how I looked or anything. It was just like this, this battle of me versus me. And, you know, I did that for as long as I could. And then I eventually started binging in the evening and like so much food, Amber. Oh my gosh. I can remember those nights where I would just be in the kitchen after everyone went to sleep, like in the corner, like my ears on lookout, you know, waiting for someone to maybe hear me and eating so much food that I couldn't, like, I would have to just like hunch over and like crawl to my room. And then I'd fall in my bed in the fetal position. Cause I literally thought my stomach was going to rip. I remember Googling that so many times too, because I just, I was so in so much pain, but I couldn't stop, you know? So then, you know, my, my relationship with binge eating took off where it was, I would push off eating as long as I could. And I just hated my body so much too. I mean, despite losing weight and despite, I mean, I got, I was like, I had a six pack abs. I mean, I, I did look very sick though. Looking back at photos, I'm like, damn. Um, but I just, I hated my body. Like no matter how thin I got, I still, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And so I remember the very first night that I threw up and that's when I kind of went into bulimia and I was just like, Oh no. Like I had these mixed, these mixed emotions on that night. Like I remember throwing up because it was like that pain that I said that it just was too much. I couldn't take it. And I remember thinking I've just crossed a line that is not good and also thinking, I've just found the secret to life. Like, mm -hmm. this is how you do it. You know, I can literally have my cake and eat it too. And I was so stoked on that for a while, you know, and then I started isolating even more because at that point, I really didn't want anyone to be around me because all I could think about was binging and purging, eat, run, throw up. That's it. And I pretty much isolated myself from everyone. I pushed everyone away. Uh, my grades started dropping. You know, I would, my emotions were all over the place. And still it was just like, I, I didn't even have control. You know, I really felt crazy, but I also felt like I had perfect control, you know, because I was controlling everything. Um, you know, and then I kind of simultaneously with the bulimia started drinking alcoholically as well. And I, I am in recovery. I just had 10 years this year. Wow. Um, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But that's, that's pretty common too, for bulimia or eating disorders in general and alcoholism, because it really is kind of a similar, like, okay, you know, for me, the binging, and or the drinking made everything in my head shut off, made the anxiety, made my relationships with other girls. You know, I didn't have the best friendships in high school, which is when this all kind of took off. And so it just made everything okay. It made everything quiet. I didn't have to think. I didn't have to feel. Everything was just, uh, you know, I could finally just sit down and be. And that was like heaven. 
But then, you know, I'd be wasted and hung over and, and all of those things. And so, you know, I, I went to treatment for my eating disorder three or four times. Um, there was ones like I went and then two weeks later, like I relapsed and I went back. Um, so I did that a few times and I did rehab for my alcoholism a few times as well. And, you know, treatment is good, kind of, you know, the further along in my own recovery that I go, the more I think back to treatment and I'm like, ah, there's just so many things about the treatment systems that are not helpful, you know, because it was so easy for me to be successful in treatment because I didn't really have to deal with the body image stuff. It was just like, here, eat this and you're fine. Like it felt super safe for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hating my body was what came first. Not the thing with food, not the alcohol, not anything. Like the first step to all of this was hating my body. And that's where that first diet started. And, you know, maybe part of it was that I just wasn't in that headspace, you know, in my 20s to really wrap my brain around what body image work was going to be. And thankfully, I made it out alive from all of those things. But, you know, at its core, it came from hating my body. And I did literally everything you can think of to try and shape it, move it around, get stronger, get thinner, eat, not eat all of the things. And you know what, at the end of the day, I just kept hating myself. And I got to a point where I was just like, I just, I mean, I made a post about this today that my relationship to food and my body made me feel a hundred times more depressed, more suicidal, more emotional than drinking. Because it's like, it's, it's silent, you know, like people can't see. And that's the thing with eating disorders or hating your body or confidence or whatever. Like you can present something to the world, but inside, if you're screaming and like hating yourself, it doesn't matter. And that's the hardest part is that you can't always tell, like oftentimes, like a lot of the clients that I work with now, you just wouldn't like, they're amazing, beautiful humans. And it's, it's like, Oh, it's this mindset thing that is keeping them stuck in these behaviors. So, so that's kind of where I was. I was like, Oh my gosh, I just kind of got to the end of my rope. I, I just, you know, I, I kind of had to make a decision. Like I cannot keep doing this with food and my body because my life will never change because it's literally been the same for 15 years. I mean, I was in my eating disorder and or drinking for over 15 years. And so I really just kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to do this no matter what. And it has been the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And it didn't happen overnight. You know, it wasn't like there was a moment where I was like, okay, I'm really done for good. But I do think that every treatment center, every breakdown, every therapist, all of it really kind of helped shape who I am now. You know, I, unfortunately, I wish that there was just like this here, just do this and then you're going to be fine. You know, I wish there was just a switch I could flip for everyone where they could just, Oh my gosh, everything's great now. But it just took some time. And, you know, for me today, you know, I think that we kind of go, or at least I did, you know, just having this unrealistic expectation of what accepting your body even looked like. And there are for sure days where I look in the mirror and I'm like, Oh, you know, like you try in 12 outfits 
everything's gross. Everything makes you look fat and short and weird and all, all the wrong things are accentuated and you just hate everything. (laughs) And it's like, whatever, you know, that totally happens to me, but thankfully I don't have to like harm myself when that happens. I don't have to go Mm -hmm. on another diet. I don't have to reach to food. I don't have to do X, Y, and Z. And I've just really gotten, I would say it's so crazy. I would say I probably have the best body image, the best relationship with food and the best confidence out of most people that I know, which is insane considering I was like a low bottom binge eater, like eating old food, digging through garbages, hating myself, squeezing. Like I remember squeezing my stomach that like you, it would leave red, like blood blisters and just the abuse that I put myself through for so long. And I, you know, it kind of comes up sometimes too, where I feel guilty for not having those rules for myself, you know, where I feel guilty for going a week without exercise, you know, heaven forbid back in the day that I would go like two or three days because, you know, my, I got to keep my body going. I have to burn off the calories. And it was, the thing is, is it was all fueled out of self-hate back then. All of my, everything was pretty much fueled from self-loathing, self-hate and inadequacy. And it's just so great to have this flexibility to just be like, I can't, I'm tired. Like I don't want to work out. And it means literally nothing other than I'm not working out has nothing. There's like no morality attached to it all. And to just be free in my body, in my skin, in my life and in exercise too, because that was like a big kind of compulsion for myself as well feels so good. And you know, the reason why I stepped into this line of work is because I mean, it's so funny. I was just reading an article about this, how everyone thinks that they were like the worst off, you know, and I do too. I would be like, no, no, no. Listen, I was the worst. I was the worst bulimic. I was the worst anorexic. I was like, no, seriously, I was. But so we all think that, but I really, you know, I went through over a decade and I really thought like, I'm going to die. Like, I really felt like I'm going, my heart will stop at some point. I was really concerned. And I also was terrifying that I couldn't stop knowing that, that that was actually something that could happen. And I still like, well, all right, I guess this is what we're doing then. Um, but you know, the fact that I have been through all of that and I have come out the other side is it it just really motivates me to help other people because I, I know that the depths that it takes you mentally, physically, emotionally. And, you know, if I can just help anyone get out of that just a little bit, like whether or not they work with me, whether it's just my posts on social media, like, thank God, because that is a dark place. That is a very dark place. And I think a lot of what people teach out there is not helpful. (laughs) I really truly believe that in my heart. I think that they probably have, and again, this is because this is what I teach. So obviously I think this way, but I, I do think that people come out with the best of intentions. I think that they probably think what they're doing is helpful, but I've been watching people in this space for quite some time. And it's so interesting to me to see how like, at one point, five years ago, they were saying like, go on all these diets. And now it's all about like body love and acceptance. And I I don't know, it's just been interesting to kind of follow people. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I see them kind of start to come around, which is great. Like, I love when people start stepping into that 
role versus the here, just do this diet, just follow this plan and everything's going to be fine. Um, I really think that are some of those things that you're seeing that are really not helpful that people are sharing with good intentions, but they're actually really terrible for body. Oh my God. Confidence. There's so many. It's like, so I also do personal training. I own a gym. Um, mm-hmm. and just, Oh my gosh, don't even get me started on the personal training. Like, you know, and, and I will just preface this with, there are, I think, I mean, I don't really know. I haven't really met too many of these people on the planet, but there are people that can follow diets and work out really intensely and it's not fueled by self-hate. It's not fueled by inadequacy and, and they have, they still have a healthy relationship with food. I, those people, perfect. Those are not my people. Those are not who I work with. Those are not who I post for that. That's not who I work with. But so I just do want to say like, there are 100% people out there that can go get a macro console and follow it and like either follow it or not and be totally fine. Like it doesn't spiral a binge, but I, you know, I just, for people that have struggled with eating disorders or disordered eating. And then, you know, from my own experience personally, and with the the number of women that I've worked with, almost all of us have been on all of those diets. And at the end of the day, we're still struggling. And so I, I just don't think putting people on a plan, it doesn't solve, it's like a bandaid on a gushing wound. I mean, and the thing is with diets and meal plans too, is that it doesn't take into account that you're not like a robot, you're a human. And so it's going to vary every single day, what you need to eat, what you don't need to eat, how much you're working out. Um, but, but, you know, people post all these, like, this is what I ate in a day and the before and after photos. And, uh, I just don't think it's helpful. Um, you know, and I probably have done that stuff too in the past because I, you know, at that point, I really did think what I was doing was helpful, but the more I've done this work and just, you know, the killer, uh, hardcore workouts all the time and super strict plans and counting all your carbs and all of this, you know, for the, the people that I work with, with where they are in their relationship with food, that stuff just doesn't work. It does, it does not offer them the freedom because you know what, after they're on those plans, after they're counting the points, the calories, the macros, and then they want to stop, they go through this whole thing where it's like, I don't even know what to eat anymore. Like I have so much anxiety because I, I feel like I need to count my points and my macros and blah, 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 blah. like the whole goal for the, my clients is to just be like quiet that noise. And to really think about food, like when you're eating it, maybe if you prep it or whatever, but for the majority of time, you're just thinking about your life. Like you're not obsessed about food and weight and it doesn't hinder upon what you can and can't do, you know? So whether you're 300 pounds or whether you're 110 pounds, like those two people could have the exact same degree of body hate or body love. You know, and it's really, you know, the weight and all of that is irrelevant. Like body image work is really all about mindset. And I think a lot of people sell these external things to fix an internal problem and it just doesn't work. Does that make sense? Are you with me? Totally. (laughs) (laughs) And I think um, for me personally, and I know so many people listening, I feel like every woman I know almost every woman I know has struggled with this to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it looked like uh, writing myself hate letters to motivate myself, to starve myself. 
um, taking ADHD medication because it suppressed my appetite. So it was much easier to starve myself all day. Um, going on like binge diets and like all these crazy crash diets. And it was all fueled by self-hatred. And I think that's a really important point that you made because I've also met women who, um, go on crazy diets or like do, for example, I know a woman who did like, um, those body lifter competition, like a bikini contest thing. Um, -hmm. and so she had a really strict diet, but then when it was over, it was over. She just went back to normal. It was just like something she did to challenge herself. Um, and it wasn't fueled by self-hatred. So I think that's the really important distinction that you made is that the most important thing is what is the fuel that you're using to go on a diet? Is it because you hate yourself or is it because you love yourself? Like, are you, um, eating healthier, adding healthier things to your diet because you're trying to take care of yourself or because you're trying to like hate on yourself and change yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, gosh, what were you saying that I was going to, I was going to jump in on something. I can't remember, but yeah, totally thinking about what is inspiring this action. Like, am I eating in a way because I'm hoping it's going to make me lose weight and I'm hoping that it's going to make me then be more lovable? Or am I eating in a way that, that makes me feel really good? Because that's ultimately what I care about. I mean, I really do want people to just feel so good because it's so interesting. Like when I look at my clients, I'm like, Oh my God, you're so beautiful. Like you're absolutely amazing. I see so many great qualities and it's just, it is hard. You know, it is sad when, you know, we don't see that in ourselves. And so that is a huge, that is just one of my passions is like helping people just see that about themselves and doing that mindset work to start really stepping into that person that they truly want to be, but they're just constantly putting themselves down or, or questioning their ability. Yeah. And so I'm really curious because in my experience, um, it all got triggered by a boyfriend of mine in high school telling me that my body was normal, but not perfect. And so I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll diet a little bit. And then I started dieting and I lost a few pounds and it was exactly like your story. Like you start getting feedback. You're like, Oh, okay. I'm getting love. I'm getting approval. Let me lose five more pounds, five more, five more, five more. And, um, that's what triggered it for me. And I'm curious in your experience, was it also related to men and dating? Because I actually think that, um, all of what I did was somehow revolving around wanting the approval and love from men. Like I oh thought goodness. if I'm skinny, then I'm attractive, then men will love me. And like, I'll have everything that I want and be happy. I think that it probably for sure had something to do with that. I think I also got so sick in the midst of it that like, <laughs> I just completely, it was just so just so much insanity that I was just kind of a robot at a certain point, but for sure. I mean, I had a friend quote unquote friend back in the day and every single guy that I liked every single one, she would end up dating. I'm like, what? Like she's like my best friend. And I would just drop something like, Oh my God, he's so hot. Bam. I know what they're dating. I'm like, what is going on? I don't even know. And so that was a big thing that, um, did definitely add fuel to the fire of like, okay, 
I'm going to work out. I'm going to be thinner. You know, and I, I did feel, I felt fat at 14 at, you know, when I was going through puberty and, and I, I had a stomach and it was, uh, you know, and from my eyes, I had a stomach and, you know, I looked at my friend who was getting all the boyfriends and I was like, Oh man, you know, I don't look like her. And so that's kind of when that comparison started coming in too, because I was like, obviously there's something wrong with me because these guys aren't interested in me. Like, I always thought that I always thought that like, what is wrong with me? I go out and guys are just not into me. And I, you know, it's, it's honestly like still to this day, that's a thing too. I mean, I remember I went to a bachelorette party with my sister-in-law in, um, in Vancouver, Canada. And we were at a nightclub and we were dancing and like not one guy danced with me. I am not even kidding. Like not one guy. And this was like five years ago or something. I don't know. Wait, they've been married. I don't know how long they've been married, maybe five years ago. But I was like, what? Thankfully at that point, I was like, okay, it doesn't really mean anything like whatever. I mean, I don't really want some dude grinding on me, but I, I mean, I kind of do too. I'm kind of like, wait, what's wrong with me? You know? But at the same point, I'm like, thank God, no good dude is grinding on me. Um, but, uh, yeah. So that, that was a, that was a trigger for me was just thinking like, I don't get like, why are not, why are people not attracted to me? You know, like, why are guys not into me? And at the age of 14, you know, I didn't really have the the confidence or the mindset or the anything to handle those emotions. I just thought something was wrong. And it's like, well, this obviously is going to help if I lose weight, like for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I had a similar experience, like in high school, all of my friends were extremely skinny, just naturally. And they were desired by the boys in school. And so I just came to that same conclusion, like, okay, like this guy that I like, likes her, what's different between me and her. Okay. She looks a lot different than me. That must be it. So if I change myself, then I can also, um, attract the people that I want. Yeah. I think if I would have put out, (laughs) (laughs) but I was a little bit more of a prude back in the day. So, (laughs) yeah. So that's our advice to the listeners. Just put out. Oh gosh. <laughs> so what can women do when they notice that they're comparing themselves to other women and they're like, Oh my gosh, this girl, she's so like magazine cover yeah. beautiful. And all the guys are fawning over her and I don't look like her. Well, you're telling me I can feel confident in my body, but I think I would feel confident if I had her body. Cause then I'd get all the approval that I want. Yeah. I mean, I honestly think as humans, it's just like, first of all, just accepting that that's probably going to happen forever. I mean, I, I really think that to be free of judging other people or comparing, you'd be in like a comatose state. I mean, we're just, we just judge people. We look at them, we have eyeballs. It's what we do. (laughs) Um, And so just like knowing that, first of all, that you're gonna keep doing that. Um, so first I will say like a huge, huge thing that I've done that has just within the last couple years that has dramatically shifted how much like the way I view myself is following people my size or larger on social media. It sound like a small thing. And I just, Amber, I cannot tell you how 
much it's changed myself when I look in the mirror and I'm like, damn girl, what is up? You know, <laughs> and my body's like exactly the same, but sometimes like, sometimes I kind of like do a little shake. I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, and I'm not like shredded or anything. Like I look exactly the same as I have for a, quite some time now, but it's it, like I said, it really is a mindset shift. And, you know, we go through social media and magazines and movies, and we see all these photoshopped curated, uh, just one in a million body types that is just not like anybody. And so of course we feel horrible when that's what we're seeing all the time. And so I like step one, every single person, I don't even care if it's your bestie, like unfollow her, be like, Oh, I don't know. Weird. I was just unfollowing people like, <laughs> like whatever. I've totally done that. It doesn't even matter. Who cares? And just unfollow them. And you can always go back and refollow them and then actively search out people your size or larger that are showing their bodies and that are living a life. And maybe, you know, the more you do this, I mean, I follow some like plus plus size women just so I can start doing that kind of work, that body image work, you know? And I also, on the flip side of that, I really catch myself when I see someone that's super thin, I'm like, ugh, gross. Like I hate her. You know, I'm like, wait a second. I don't get to do that. Like I don't get to do that, you know, because it it would be, I would never, honestly, at this point, I would never say that really about anyone that's fat because I feel like I've done a lot of work and I'm way more accepting. But then when I see someone that's really skinny, I'm like, ugh, she clearly has an eating disorder. Gross. I bet she doesn't eat anything. And I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly the same thing. Like just the tables have turned. So catching myself when I start going into the judgment. And then, so unfollowing, triggering people on Instagram, unfollowing people, posting their calories and their meals and finding people that are like living life outside of food and weight. You know, Mm -hmm. I love saying I help people stop obsessing about food and weight because that's what my life got so small for so long because that's all that I was. And then your confidence does go down the tube because you're never going to be them. Like you're just not. And so With that, like finding the people that inspire you, that lift you up, that make you feel comfortable in your skin and actively searching them out. Like I actively look for people on social media and in real life to connect with because I'm like, oh, dude, she's totally where I'm at now mentally. I'm no longer like the gym rat that that does all the things, you know, to look good and blah, 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 blah. I'm just in a different place. And that's fine for the gym people and and the fake nails and hairs and all the things that they want to be doing. That's totally fine, but I'm not there. And so it's being really honest about where you're at and what it is that you want at this point in your life. You know, where, where do you want to go? Who are the people that you want to be spending time with and not spending time, like getting, starting to work on putting those boundaries up and just being like, I just, this isn't the kind of person I want in my life. Like that can be as casual or as blunt as you want it to be. You know, but I think really taking care of yourself is huge. And also, I mean, I tell all of my people, all my clients this too, is like, for the love of God, just wear some clothes that fit. (laughs) Like stop keeping clothes that don't fit. Like it's, it's not helpful. It's not helpful at all. Like nobody likes to wear clothes that are too small. So just get rid of those and like invest in a couple pairs of pants and a couple tops that you feel banging in and like, just rock them you know, Mm -hmm. just, yeah. 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 I totally agree with that because, um, I remember a few months ago when I was still living in Santa Barbara, my friend invited me for a ladies day 
And so we were at this person's house and it was just women, like 15 women. And we did all of these really fun activities. We like drew portraits of each other. Somebody brought their camera, was taking pictures. Um, We were doing each other's hair. We were singing and like playing the guitar. We were hula hooping, like all this really fun stuff. And so kind of the vibe and the group is like kind of the uh, hippie conscious community people. Uh who came. And so a lot of the girls are like not shaving their armpits. They're uh-huh. uh, not shaving their legs. They're, they're all really healthy. Like they love healthy organic food or all into that. And I noticed just by hanging out with them for like eight hours at the end of the day, I was like, I love my body. Oh my gosh. Like, I know. That's just by out with people. And because they so didn't care. Like they're like, as long as I'm healthy, I don't care what it looks like. That was kind of the mindset. Like they were so comfortable. They're like wearing belly tops and like um just the fact that I was yeah. Just being surrounded by other women who don't make their body the most important thing about their life and existence will influence you as well. My gosh. Yeah. And then you get to find what you really love. You know, I will say I can't like letting go of my food stuff, letting go of my self hate. I've built a business. I own a gym and I do life coaching. Like, but I, it's, those are things that I couldn't do when I was always doubting myself, always comparing myself, always putting myself down, always trying to obsess about my food and weight. You know, like my life was so small you know, it wasn't until I started to step away from that, that I, that like life really started blowing up for me. Like everything just kind of started happening and, you know, it wasn't overnight and it took like, and it definitely like, I don't even want to try and pretend that this was a linear process because it had been anything but that. But, you know, the more I kind of let go of that, the more space in my life I had for things that really interested me things that really excited me. And, and with that, my confidence grew. So it was like a parallel, you know, I was like, Oh my God, I really like doing this like life coaching thing. This is super fun. And with that, my confidence has grown. So every time I just kind of find a new thing that I'm really into, my confidence grows and I get a little bit more certain about who I am and just being unapologetically me. I mean, I know that for so long I was like, like a, whatever those things are that change colors, a chameleon, a leprechaun, Mm -hmm. chameleon. (laughs) Yeah. So I felt like that, you know, like whichever group of friends I was with was like the color that I would become. And I did that for a long time and it got so exhausting. And so it's so nice to be in a place where I'm like, people are not going to like me for sure. And just being so okay with that. And it doesn't mean I go around and I'm like an a-hole, you know, I like really, I try and be a nice person, but it doesn't also, it doesn't matter because no matter how nice I am or how mean I am or whatever, people are going to love me and hate me regardless, (laughs) just because that's the way we are as humans. And it's, I, it's so okay for me now to have people not like me. Whereas before I, I, I was like a little puppy following someone around. If I found out they didn't like me, I'd be like, but wait, what can I do here? Do you want this? I'll give you that. How can I help you? What do you want? What, you know, and it's just exhausting and it made me feel even smaller. And it just feels nice to just be like, listen, this is who I am. This is what I've got to say, you know, take it or leave it. And again, it's not, I'm not a a jerk about it, but I'm just like, this is where I'm at. This is the person that I am. 
Yeah, I actually remember telling my mom about a different boyfriend. I had a bad streak with boyfriends making comments about my body. Um, But a different boyfriend was making some sort of comment about um, my stomach or something. And I told her about it. And she was like, listen, if he doesn't want it, he shouldn't have it. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, I I feel so fortunate in my relationship with my boyfriend because he is so, you know, my body, he's seen pictures of me like super thin, super skinny. And he's like, Oh, like, I'm, I'm not really into that Renee. And he's just <laughs> really, his comments to me do help. He's like, you know, I think you're so sexy. I think you're so hot. And I do, I get insecure and I'm like, Oh, you know, like if I just, I'm like sitting like an ape on the bed after a shower, I'm like, oh, how do you think I'm hot? You know, <laughs> he's just like, so nice all the time. And I really appreciate that. And I, whether or not, I don't don't know if he's lying, but I do really, I mean, I honestly don't think he is. I think he's being very sincere and I feel super fortunate to be in a relationship with someone that does give me those words of affirmation because it does feel good on that same coin though. My, my happiness and well being doesn't rely on his his words of affirmation like that I understand is my own work, but I'm also not going to say it doesn't help. Okay. Like it does feel nice to feel wanted by your partner. And that's been a huge thing that I've picked up in this relationship is reciprocating that like, Oh, you know, it feels really good when he tells me I'm beautiful and he loves me and he's sexually attracted to me and all these things. And then I reciprocate that to him. And I'm like, and I do, I think he's super hot. And I'm like, just take your clothes off all the time. (laughs) And, and, you know, I tell him things like that all the time and physical touch. And it just, it, it is like, it just grows. Like the more he does it, the more I want to do it. And then the closer we feel, the stronger our connection. So I feel very fortunate to be in a, in a relationship with a partner that's like, I don't care if you go to the gym, like whatever, who cares? I don't care if you never work out again, like gain 20 pounds. I don't care. He's like, I'll feed you ho-hos while you're taking a nap, (laughs) whatever you need, baby girl, I'm going to take care of you. You know, it's just, it's just really nice to have that and to feel that connection and to see how important that is. It, for me in my relationship, that I, that is something I value. Yeah, so I definitely feel that way now as well. However, when I was kind of recovering from this over-desire for approval from men, I actually remember telling um, a boyfriend, so I, I got into a relationship and it was new, and I actually requested that he didn't always talk about my body or compliment yeah. me or just like make it a non-topic. Um, because I felt like I was recovering from needing that so much and relying so heavily on that to feel okay about myself. And so when he wasn't constantly giving me compliments and saying, I'm so beautiful and I like your body, it put me in a position where I had to find that within myself. Yeah. Um, And then eventually like I got, I felt like more secure within myself or giving myself that approval and like finding that core confidence within myself without somebody's approval. And then I I felt more, now I feel very comfortable getting those compliments and that affirmation. Um, but it was almost like I needed a detox first. Yeah. Yeah. Amber, that's such a good point. And that just totally brought up so much for me too, is that I remember in early recovery too, with boyfriends, I also specifically said like, I can't, you don't understand like 
anything you say to me, I will use it against me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care what it is. Even if you say like, oh, you look so good in those jeans today. I'm going to feel like, oh, great. Now, if I gain a pound or five, you can see me. Like <laughs> every single thing that was said to me, I would yes. use it against me. And, and I was just like, I need you to not ever call. I, like, I was kind of crazy about it. I was like, I, I cannot have you compliment me. And, yeah. and you say, wait, what? And, and, but that's really where I was because I was just like, if you say I look beautiful, I'm going to think I can never change. If you say anything, I will somehow find a way to like harm myself with this down the road. And so there for sure was a period where I could not, I also could not have that. And you know, that's such a good reminder as to just really how far along I've come to be in a place where when someone compliments me, I'm like, thank you. I kind of agree. Thank you. You know, I think that that is so interesting in society. You know, when anyone tells us a compliment, we're like, Oh, you know, yeah, well, whatever. I just, mm -hmm. I totally, you know, it was expensive or I had to work hard for this and blah. And it's like, no, just own it. Just really own it. Like, thank you. I think so too. I love it. I love this outfit. I think my butt looks great. Thank you. You know, and yeah. And just owning those, those compliments and that feedback. But you know, if you are someone that's newer into, you know, accepting your body, put those boundaries up. I mean, I, as a trainer, as a woman, I never compliment someone's weight loss because, mm -hmm. and I really try not to a ton on physical appearances because I just don't know where anyone is at. Um, but also like with the weight loss, you know, I think back to my, I don't care if you're a 45 year old woman, like I take myself back to my 14 year old self. And if someone tells me, oh my gosh, you look so great because you've lost weight. Like the odds of them, if they're on like a strict diet or whatever, the odds of them keeping that weight off probably isn't very good. And so then if they do happen to gain one pound, five pounds, 30 pounds, whatever, it, it just means the opposite is true, which then means that they aren't okay. You know, so it's like, I'm really mindful of, you know, anybody's weight loss. I don't, oh my God, you look so good. What are you doing? How are you doing it? Because then if they gain the weight back, there's no way that can't mess with their mind. You know, there's no way that it can't be like, oh, well, I got all this feedback because I don't get comments on my body that much from other people other than my boyfriend now. You know, when I was thinner, when I had like more defined muscles and abs and blah, blah, blah. I constantly like, what do you eat? What do you lift? How do you work out? What's your training routine? Tell me all the things. And now I'm just like so average and being average was my <laughs> biggest fear ever. It was my biggest fear. And now I'm in it and I'm like, Oh, this is the best because I'm still not average. You know, it's like everyone is still just so much themselves. Um, yeah. So I am, I'm mindful of the comments on the weight and I try and be respectful of especially the women in my boot camps or just any woman in general. Yeah. Um, there's a book I love called feeling good by Dr. David Burns. And oh, he has okay. a chapter in there called dare to be average. Mm. So mm -hmm. that's basically about letting go of the perfectionism and like actually getting comfortable with just being average in certain areas of life. Like it's okay. You don't always have to be the best and like the most perfect version of yourself in every area of life. Ah, it's so true. I mean, I remember in treatment, one of my counselors was like, you need to get comfortable. Cause I did races, triathlons, all the things. And, and he was like, you need to be really comfortable, not getting first place. And I was like, so like third, 
He's like, no, like 15th or something. And I was like, what? Like that was mind blowing to me. And I, and now like, I don't even care. You know, I just do it or I don't. And it doesn't really matter to me. But yeah, that was the same thing as like the perfectionistic. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be the best at it, which I will say that I still for sure have some of those tendencies. Like I'm by no means perfect. Like I definitely still have my things that I struggle with and, and, and continue to get better and work on. But thankfully, like I said, it doesn't have to come up in a way of like self-harm in a way that it did before. Yeah. And that's just another way that perfectionism can show up is like, I should never have a negative thought about my body. I should never feel insecure. I should never like all these, we can use all of those things to be perfectionists against ourselves again, even if it's coming from the body love, um, advice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's so true. So what does health mean to you? Because I think it can get confusing. It's like, okay, but so do I just eat whatever or like, what does it mean to be healthy, but not restricting and not having it fueled from self-hate? Ah, so I, I did a post about this too, where it was like, so what is, so do you just eat what you want whenever you want in the amounts that you want? And you know, my response to my own post was like, (laughs) yes and no. I mean, what is healthy? I think it takes a different face all the time. I mean, let's say for instance, last night I went, my boyfriend and I went out, um, to, to first we started at Sherry's, but he really wanted a brownie Sunday. So then we went to McDonald's or then we went to Dairy Queen and I haven't eaten a Dairy Queen. I, I don't even know, like 10 years. It was very exciting for me actually. Cause I never go there. I was like, this is fun. We should do this mm-hmm. more often. Mm-hmm. But we got like the chicken and waffle. They have like this chicken and waffle Tinder basket. So we got that. And then we both got some ice cream. Like I would say it's probably not the healthiest thing on the planet, right? Like we had this big peanut buster Reese's parfait, chicken and waffles, syrup, like not the healthiest thing, but you know what? It was so fun for me. It was so fun. And I got to spend time with my boyfriend and we were laughing and we had a great time. And for me yesterday, last night, that was health. And then, you know what? Then I prepped some meals for the week. So I knew that I would have stuff in the fridge ready to go. And it's like chicken and vegetables and a starch. Like I just cook a bunch of whatever's sweet potatoes or something. And that's health for me a lot of the time you know? And so do I eat what I want when I want an amount that I want? Yes, I do. I doesn't mean I completely neglect my health though. That doesn't mean I don't think like, Oh, okay. Like girl, you should probably have some water. You should probably, <laughs> you could probably use like some broccoli at this point in your day, you know? And so kind of checking in with that, but other times when it's on a whim and you know, someone's like, Hey, let's go get ice cream. I'm like, that sounds amazing. Yes. Let's go do that. Like that is, is health is like having those, that balance between for sure taking care of yourself. But sometimes the healthiest thing you can do for your mental health is having a brownie Sunday and being totally okay with it. So I think it really varies on a day to day basis. Yeah. And I think it takes some time as well to find that balance because you're so used to restricting yourself that Mm. even when you try to tell yourself like, Oh, it's okay. And um, like instead of binging, cause usually what I would do is I would say, okay, diet starts tomorrow. So I better eat everything I can today. Yeah. Yes. So I think that mentality and that mindset takes some time to like relax and, um, mm-hmm. undo when you're starting to let go of those restrictions. Yeah. That's a huge area that I work with all 
every single one of my clients I work with that on because so that's what I call mental restriction. So even if you're physically not restricting, like let's say, for example, last night when I went out and we had the brownie sundae and the chicken and waffles, if I, even if I ate it, but the entire time I was thinking, Oh shit, here we go. Okay. This is it. I'm going to eat this. And then that's it. I'm going to eat all of this because then you know what? I'm not doing this for another two weeks. Like this is ridiculous. How am I doing this? And the whole time I'm just beating myself up and thinking diet starts Monday. I'm never doing this again. What is wrong with me and hating myself the whole time. I would argue that's just as bad as mental or as physical restriction. And so that mental restriction is sneaky because, you know, diet culture society tells us, you know, well, you should eat this many calories and it should look like this and this kind of meals and it should be this amount and all of that stuff. And so, you know, it takes a while for sure to start to retrain your brain of what healthy is and having that flexibility that it's not going to be the same all the time and starting to notice when that negative talk, that mental restriction starts popping up and starting to catch it. Because I will say that that is a huge thing that keeps women binge eating like that mental restriction. Cause they'll be like, you know what? I don't get it. I eat all the things I'm eating plenty of calories. What is wrong with me? And that's usually something like I would also say oftentimes they aren't eating enough food, but if they truly are, I would say like, well, what is it? Like, why are you eating this salad? Is it because you really want it? Or is it because it's what you think you should have? And you're like, Oh, okay. I need to have this. Cause it's going to help me lose weight. Or, you know, do you really want this whole grain, gluten-free, wheat-free, all the things free bread? Or would you really rather have like this soft French bread, you know? And so it's really starting to take, take a step back and look at why you're choosing your food choices. Like, are you doing it because it tastes good? It feels good. It's what you want. Or are you doing it because you think you should, it's a lower calorie, or are you hating yourself the entire time you're eating it? Like that's a huge, a huge area that I work with a lot of my clients on. Yeah. And then the more that you're doing that restriction, the more your thoughts revolve around food. Oh, for and sure. The more you're just thinking about food all day and what you can and can't eat and wanting it and craving it versus ah. just having it for like two minutes and being satisfied and then not thinking about food for the next few hours. Yeah. I mean, I could never keep stuff in my house. Like even when my roommate would go out of town, I would eat all of her food and then have to go to the store and buy it before she came back and like eat the, the same amount that she had eaten before she left. And, and I would like do all this stuff, but I could never keep food in my house because it wasn't stuff I let myself have. And so I literally thought, well, anyone that told me like, you can eat whatever you want. I was like, you're insane. Like, no, I can't. You don't know me. I will eat myself until I black out. And you know, it did take time. Like I couldn't, I didn't keep chocolate or cake or ice cream or whatever in my house for a while because I, I, it was a huge trigger food for me. I, you know, I had a, anytime I ate it, it was binge mode. Like I was binging my face off anytime I ate that stuff. But now like I've had cookies in my cupboard for, I I probably need to throw them away at this point. Um, I will still say that if I buy ice cream, it's like the odds of me consuming the whole thing within like three days are pretty good. (laughs) I will say it's one day for me. Yeah. 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 I love ice cream still. Um, but you know, that thought of, well, if I give my, if I let myself eat whatever I want, I'm never going to stop. And I, that's a valid fear. 
that's real. I hear you. I feel you. And it won't happen. But again, that's like that mental restriction. And it just takes these little baby steps. You know, it, it's not just like, Oh, just eat everything and you're going to be fine. No, that's like, that's where coaching comes in, where it's, it's really kind of reshaping your brain and unlearning a ton of stuff and relearning so many new things and really creating that trust with yourself. I mean, I'm just wrapping up a session with one of my clients and it's just so phenomenal to hear like, Oh, I just, it just wasn't a big deal. Like I had some and then I left and then I went home and end of story, you know? So the wheels aren't always turning. You're not always in overdrive. Like, what am I going to eat? Where am I going to get it? How am I going to burn it off? You know, Mm -hmm. crazy brain. Yeah. So now we're wrapping up the interview. And first of all, I just want to say, I feel like my life is enhanced. (laughs) (laughs) You're so awesome. And thank you so much for coming on. And is there anything else that you really want to share with the women's dating and confidence podcast audience? Oh my gosh. I just want to say that there's nothing I can say right now. That's not going to sound cheesy because girls, people say this all the time. It's just like, I roll, you know, but like really, if you're struggling with food, if you're struggling with confidence, it's 100% possible to get to the other side and just not expecting it to happen overnight. Like it's not going to be a linear process, Mm -hmm. but it is 100% attainable and to just keep showing up, like do some of the things I suggested, start following other people on social media, start unfollowing a ton of other people, like actively bring people into your life that make you feel good. Start participating in things that aren't related to food in your body. Start participating in things that make you forget what you're doing that are just like super fun and fill you with joy. Um, Yeah. And just keep going after whatever it is that you want. Because, you know, if you're like a lot of people, a lot of my clients, you have this goal, you have this dream, you have this idea, but at at the same time you think, ah, it could never happen for me. I could never do this. I can never do that. And that's the saddest thing on the, on the planet for me is when I hear someone with a goal or a dream or a hope or an idea and they're like, well, you know, that's dumb. I could never do it. It's like, oh my gosh, no. Then I'm like challenge accepted. You know, I just love (laughs) that that. So yeah, it's just really not giving up and also being really kind on yourself and understanding that it's not going to be an overnight fix, but it is 100% possible. That is beautiful and not cheesy. That was amazing. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And how can people connect with you if they want to work with you or be inspired by you? Yeah, I would love if anyone listening to this follows me on Instagram and just t- send me a message. Tell me how you found me. I'd love to see like who, how I get connected to people from this. Um, I'm, I'm pretty active on Instagram and Facebook. And so my handle on Instagram is ginger swagger, which is G I N J A S W A G G E R. And then my Facebook is just Renee Sager, S-A-A-G-E-R. And my first name is R-E-N-A-E. And I am in the process. I would give you my website, but I'm in the process of building a new one. So I don't want you to go see it (laughs) because my new one's going to be a hundred times better. Um, And so hopefully that will be up this week and then I'll be posting that all over. But yeah, Instagram is is pretty much the best place. Um, You can, if you're not on the socials, if you're one of the, the rare unicorns that social media isn't your jam, shoot me an email. Uh, at rsager 
S-A-A-G-E-R 86 at gmail.com. And yeah, again, I'd love to connect whether it's to work together or whether it's just to be like, Hey, I heard you. Thank you. I just, I'd love to, I love talking to people. So fun. Great. Yeah. And we'll have all of that linked in the show notes as well. So it'll be easy to find. So if anybody's like, Oh great God, I didn't get that. (laughs) It's okay. We'll link it in the show notes. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Renee. This was amazing. And I can't wait to share it with everybody. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.